All right. So, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Hail and salutations, I'm David. Welcome to episode 360, Time to Spin. That's right, and, <laughs> and prepare for departure. That's... That's maybe the dumbest episode title in a while. I do not like this. It's, I don't. I don't know. It's not great. Why? It, it, it does. What does it have to do with the episode? I, and I guess the steel jaw, but the steel jaw's pack is preparing for somebody's arrival, not their departure. Yeah. I don't know. Time to pack it up. Something that you could do a better pun or, or play off of what ends up being the MacGuffin in the episode. This title means. How would you call it? The deep end. <laughs> Sure, that'd be better than this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kidding, pay dirt, anything. Uh, everybody out of the pool. <laughs> that one, there's pool no puns pool. are always pretty good. You can't really uh, go wrong with a pool pun. Treading water. Or perhaps yeah. dropping acid. I don't think Hasbro would be cool with that one. <laughs> <laughs> they might be like, alrighty then. Yeah. Although there is a panel of the G2 comics where, uh, like the Decepticons, yes. the Decepticons are under attack they're from like the GX and the Cybertronians, and they're like they're dropping some kind of acid. Yes, <laughs> like yes. Faro Man. I, I recall that well. Decepticons do not take the brown acid. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, the French title translates to something much better. A fun job. Oh, okay. Un travail ou amusement. We're, we're okay. going to lean... Well, and even the Hungarian title is Ready for Arrival, which makes more sense. Yes. Eh, kind of, yeah. The French one is, is, is a good title, though. Yeah. So, anyway. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, the 19th episode of Season 3. First aired September 23rd, 2017. And is sadly the final Transformers episode written by Len Vine. Aww. Uh, the great Len Vine, of course, co-creator of uh, Wolverine, Storm, Colossus, uh-huh. Nightcrawler. Giant size uh, Swamp Thing. It, he co-created Swamp Thing? He, oh. he co-created Swamp Thing with uh, Bernie Wrightson, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, yeah, because... The- uh, co-created Mongol, oh. uh, Human Target, Lucius Fox, Amanda Waller. Ooh. Oh, so great characters in both of the big two. Stegron the Dinosaur Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everybody loves some Amanda Waller. Uh, so yeah, and he, Nightcrawler? Oh, man. Well, because he first appeared in Giant Size X-Men number one, which he wrote. Oh. So he Damn. co-created those guys with uh, Dave Cockrum. See, I think Vine was originally going to write the, the new X-Men series, but I think he got too busy because I think he was also the editor-in-chief at the time. Uh, so mm. he, so it was passed on to Chris Claremont, and uh, the rest, of course, is history. Some mm. some young upstart by the name of Chris Claremont. Yes, and of course, Vian, uh, also also a big writer for animation, wrote for Exo Squad. Yes, uh, that that Godzilla cartoon, Gargoyles. We we sort of uh, considered watching an episode of Exo Squad for one of our little filler episodes, 
but the problem with that is that it's all so serialized and I haven't seen enough to give I haven't seen it recently enough to give a properly last time on Exo Squad wrap up. <laughs> so you either gotta start at the beginning or you're lost. That was a good I series. Thought, we could probably pick like a first season episode at random and figure it no, out. No, that's the most serialized. Like by the second episode they've got okay, so much go to second that season. they're a little less so, but it's more just like you know, small mini arcs. Mm. But uh, and he's also has a history with Transformers going back to uh, Web World, which he co-wrote with yes. uh, Diane Duane. Man, yes. I love season three. I love how much <laughs> season three was just like we're just going to do straight up sci-fi now. It'll be great. Yeah. And why don't we just do an episode with... Uh, just great sci-fi nonsense. Like, barely any Autobots in it, and also Galvatron goes to a planet inhabited <laughs> solely by psychiatrist apes. Yeah. <laughs> I love how much of season three feels like somebody's, like, magazine short story with the serial numbers filed off. Like, a story <laughs> that they just came up with for just to be a standalone short story and they were like let's make this about transformers like face mm. of the Nijika is a lot like that yes yeah uh he also, also, also wrote I, episodes I, for yep go ahead sorry also wrote episodes for beast wars beast machines and this is his second episode of robots of disguise and this is thankfully better than his first which was kind of let down by the uh animation Color because that palette. was of course uh, cover me, oh, aka brown. the Browning. Oh. <laughs> Such a brown episode. Everybody's so brown. brown. They fight a brown bad guy. The the backgrounds are brown. Everything's so brown. brown so yeah. brown. Just the least visually appealing episode. Brown, dop, and dee da, and brown. Uh, yeah, th- there's more color in this episode. Anyway, we, we, we have yes. fun stuff. Where does Brown it actually town. Start? And indeed, we open with the bad guys, the pack. <gasps> they have just been sent to the middle of ding-dong nowhere by whoever their mysterious benefactor is. And we're going to get some hints here, because as they're going there and gr- grumbling all the way, mm-hmm. as it's particularly um, Thunderhoof, who is not so thrilled about all this. No. Well, because he's, he's a tractor. Everyone else is an SUV. It's like, don't make me dominate you again, Thunderhoof. And he, he's telling, th- you know, Steeljaw, you totally sold out. Hmm. It, it, it's like when Dylan went electric here. He's just standing up and yelling, Judas! <laughs> he's asking for it. I mean, the last time they sold out, they were they were serving Decepticon Judas, so fair enough. Yes, this is true. Yep, he so is they, complaining. Uh, he is asking for another dominating. Yep. So and a, then a giant purple portal comes up, and they're talking about pardons. Yes, it is not a groundbreaking portal. It's a portal to the Shadow Zone, <laughs> all the way back in Transformers Prime. Yeah. And what steps operate. out is just this little guy. He's just a little guy. Glowing eyes. He's just a little guy. He's the birthday boy. So it's Which just like a little guy. Uh, previous portals from this entity, they have they've been the regular blue, right? They haven't been purple. I think they were purple. Were I would almost swear that uh, like I noticed that like this one was very purple. I thought that was different. Mm. 
I could be wrong. I think they were blue, maybe purple, but maybe not. Anyway, this is Gold Gear, and also coming from this portal, the highly synthesized voice of Frank Welker. Yes. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Uh, if you didn't guess who this was, it is, of course, in the... Uh, in the credits, but uh, this is indeed Soundwave, who, as you recall, has kind of been stuck in the so- Shadow Zone on and off since basically the end of Transformers Prime. They're going to assume that if you're watching this, you know whose voice that is, because it's a very distinct voice. Yes. Wait, did... No, didn't we have an episode where he got out in the show? We did where he got out, but then they put him back in at the end of the episode. Oh, or okay. as I put in my notes, hey, it's that asshole. <laughs> yep. It's, yeah, uh, that it's, was that was a good episode of Robots in Disguise because that really was like a much bigger threat yeah, than yes. they normally deal with, and that was really done well. Yeah, suddenly a serial killer arrives. Yes. yes as opposed to our various like animal bank robbers. Yes. Like a bunch of Spider-Man villains. Yeah. They really are. So it turns out that Soundwave is also... But Soundwave is not their mysterious benefactor. He's also working with them. <gasps> so that, there are webs within the webs, and I guess Soundwave is like middle management. I guess so. Which, I mean, he's never really been a leader type anyway. No. So it's like, hey, you better get... Except uh, get... in Marvel G1. <laughs> yes. That one time. So you better get ready for uh, everything that we need to do, that we're going to need once we get back to Earth. Or we're going to kill you. Oof. Or I guess you'll be deactivated painfully. I don't want to work with a guy who is hiding in a portal and making threats like that. Because, like, he could just stay in his portal. Screw him. Listen, listen, I don't have to take this. I'm a sexy wolf man. Yeah. He doesn't have to take this at all. He is, in fact, a very sexy wolf man. I have a list of invites from several Anthrocons. He does. Oh, man. So popular. I mean, there are probably also guys who are into robots. I don't know if there are people who are onto robot furries. I'm going to say yes. Yes. There was a group of cosplayers at the last uh, TFCon that I went to that had fursuits dressed as prime characters. Okay. Mm. That 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 is a niche interest. So that was that was that was pretty deep dive there, but they were very nicely done. Uh, that, that might also be uh, the appeal of uh, whatever Five Nights at Freddy's is. Maybe that, that's Maybe. a weird corner. That, that's animatronics are creepy. I try not to go anywhere near that corner. I don't care for that corner. Yeah, I don't. It's not where the chair. It mostly it mostly consists of uh, under supervised children. <laughs> We had a bunch of streamers, and, and then the creator was giving a lot of money to some weird Christian groups. Oh, dear. Well, it's the under-supervised children who are watching the streamers is the problem. Well, yes. <laughs> Anyway, back at the Ottawa base. Uh, of course, this being a base, somebody has to be on monitor duty, but unfortunately, it is Grimlock. Why did and... you leave Grimlock there alone? I mean, I can, okay, there, everybody else is driving around, so it makes sense to leave Grimlock there, but Grimlock should be not left in charge on his own. So I couldn't get... help but note in the opening credits, 
we're still combiner force. Yes. But we're not really combinering. No. We might do that we're again, kinda, but not right now. We're kind of past that meta plot, but we're still combiner force, so. It's going to come up a little later. But we're still selling that subline, although not really since we're selling season one characters again as the bad <laughs> yes. guys. Who knows? Although, oh my god, imagine Steeljaw in the pack as a combiner. Oh man, oh. it would not know what to do with itself. It would just immediately fall apart. What Does it make more sense for Clampdown to be an arm or a foot? Ooh, I'd, I'd say an arm, so it could be like the crab claws. Yeah, to be a yeah. big crab claw, but it's Clampdown. Him underfoot. Like, it's funny. <laughs> this is true, where you're just scuttling a lot. Like, one foot just has, like, little crab legs, and the other foot <laughs> yes. is like a porcupine. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Quillfire is definitely the other leg. Because so you have the needles on the knee. Yes. But then but I guess would, underbite is basically the torso because he's the biggest. Probably. Which means one of the arms is steel jaw, and then I guess the other is Thunderhoof. Oh, actually, that, that that's good because the two of them would be at odds and hitting each other. Stop yes. hitting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow the combiner head would still be wolf themed. Ooh, lizard wolf. It would be, it would be like a like a chimera. So it would yeah. have like various like it would like, like wolf mouth but like antlers and like, maybe like uh crab eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking about the dealer bobber eyes. <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna have to draw this, aren't I? And, yeah. and then like a mane of porcupine quills. Okay, I'll make a note for maybe by the time we finish this series, steel draw on the pack combiner. Draw pack combiner. And it's just named Anthrocon. <laughs> Fur pile. <laughs> Yif pile. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So anyway, Grimlock is here and Grimlock has no internal monologue. His yes, but all of his it's all external. Jen, I have to commend you for Anthrocon actually does work as a Decepticon name. It does. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. It does. <laughs> that could be their team name is the Anthrocons. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is now. Well, she... Like Stunticons or Constructicons the or the Anthrocons. Shit. Although wouldn't Anthrocons be Decepticons to turn into people? Well, hmm. Yeah, it does Anthro, but they're already people. Um, complicated. Anthro is a more generic term nowadays for furries because it also includes birds and lizards and fish and things. They're just anthropomorphized, so Anthro. Anyway, I know too much about furry. Back to the episode. <laughs> Speaking of being on Mastodon. Well, yeah, I prefer her. So yeah, Grimlock has no internal monologue. Everybody is out at the moment. Um,. Bumblebee is patrolling with Sideswipe and Strongarm, and then Fixit, Danny, Russell are uh, out for groceries, I guess. Yeah, oh, yeah, they gotta eat. They're humans. They gotta eat. Yeah, we do cut to them later in the episodes out in a car that looks like Cup, sort of. It's Cup-colored yes. anyway, and it's an old pickup. And apparently they have to wear uh, disguises, disguises going, to, going for groceries. Which is very weird. It's like, is this must take place during the summer, because Russell's, I guess, not going to school now? Yeah, I was thinking that... This has been that, one long-ass summer. Yeah. I was thinking that, too. Like, why is Russell still not in school? Like, it has been a very eventful two months. I guess so. So, so yeah. So, uh, and, uh, of course, Fixit is wearing a disguise as well. Yeah. 
So I want to get that he wore in previous episodes with the hat and glasses. And oh, yeah, he's he has worn... I love his little hat glasses disguise. <laughs> he's trying. He's trying so hard. Trying to act like human guys. Yes. So, so Grimlock, of course, loses interest in the monitor and leaves to look for dinosaur fossils just as uh, the monitor picks up five Decepticons gathering together. Yeah, which is hard to blame him for. This is basically what I expect to happen at work every time I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so that was think, that was distressing. Uh, I think that's what happened when the computer system went down a few months back. Yeah, oh. yeah. Someone got up for a minute. Actually, the only time that things have gone extremely wrong on me at work, I was actually just getting back the moment. I was just getting back from stepping away and everything went down. That's, I guess, the best and worst time. Yeah, yes. Like, oh no, it went wrong and I'm back. Oh crap. It was good because I had just finished eating dinner, so then I wasn't hangry for dealing with it. That that part is very good. Also, we have determined that at work, the computers behave for me. Ah. So we had that huge outage because I was out sick. Gotcha. Because I wasn't there to make the computers behave. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, it turns out that uh, the pack is out digging for... And and this this episode's lesson is that Grimlock sort of needs to learn the difference between having fun and working. But also... can't have fun at work. (laughs) But also, if you're having fun while doing your job, it's okay... It's leaving your job to have fun is the problem. Yes. Grimlock is not good with nuance. He's, he's no. just got a little tiny dino brain. Yes, because he, he now becomes determined that he cannot have any sort of fun. And unfortunately, he loves punching people and hitting them with his tail. Still, yes. So therefore, he becomes paralyzed as whether he can do that or not whilst fighting Decepticons. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we are apparently back in the same nuclear waste disposal site... Uh, that we fought Heatseeker in during the uh, yes during the uh, season f- premiere and Digging as you out recall, some good old fashioned nuclear waste. Uh, mm. You know the things that are here are not valued. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they are valued by the Decepticons who just need this like giant uh, toxic Avenger canister of nuclear waste. They just need to cause problems. They are just here to cause problems, and toxic waste is a good way to cause problems. Like, possibly we're going to uh, create a dirty bomb, or power some illegal-ass equipment, or maybe mutate some turtles into Teenage Ninjas. (laughs) Yeah. All of these are things that you can do with some nuclear waste. It's true. It does everything. It's the Swiss Army knife of goop and barrels. (laughs) Yes. And also, uh, it is, it is of course, the the low man in the pecking order, uh, Clampdown, who has to use this jackhammer. And I, I'm just amused by this crab using a jackhammer. Yes. <laughs> this is rattling him. Though That's he good. does say he'd rather dig than get punched. Yes. Yes. And uh, this also means that he can use this to shell himself. <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh, no. I mean, yes, but no. So yeah, so the Autobots get there, everybody's got a fight, uh, Bumblebee probably gets pulled into this pit by, by Steeljaw, who of course, uh... Still has a massive vengeance hard-on for him. Yes. yes. 
Oh, yes. And then eventually in the fight, um, Steel Jaw gets the jackhammer and then is pounding B, just jacking into him. In the chest. In the chest, but yes. Well, yeah, uh, the chest is less. It's less hurt comfort and more hurt torment. (laughs) Yes. Or just just hurt hurt. hurt. I think he says that I've always wanted to crack you open and find what makes you tick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, that's um, some serial killer business, buddy. Come on. Oh shoot! Who is it? Uh, oh, it's Underbite that that calls uh, Grimlock weak sauce at one point. Yes. <gasps> Which is like, wow. That's a, that, I guess that term is older than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but in that, it's like six years old. Well, of course, he would think of things in terms of being sauce because he loves eating stuff. He does love eating stuff. And he would probably consider sauce weak since he eats metal. So, yeah, so uh, they, uh, you know, they're fighting. Grimlock cannot tail swipe underbite because that'd be too fun. Some said he just gets, like, chucked around. So, and of course, pork, uh, so... So it is Quillfire who has to tow this uh, nuclear waste in a surprisingly rickety-looking trailer. Like, this is full of nuclear waste, guys. You couldn't get something with, I don't know, like a roof? Yeah, well, that's what they could find. So what are they going to do? Go out to Trailers R Us? Go out to U-Haul? <laughs> they could steal a U-Haul. Well, none of them are rated for a stronger trailer. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess Underbite probably could I tow mean, it because we'll he's see. the biggest... Whatever vehicle, yeah, underbite. Whatever underbite is might not have a trailer hitch. I guess. No, Steel Jaw probably should have a trailer hitch. You think he's kind of a truck-ish looking vehicle? Yeah. But of course, uh, you know, Clampdown is just a, like a somewhat teensy woody wagon, so he probably is not. And also, he did all the digging. Yeah, he did, as he will, as he will let you know. I, I love how Jim Cummingsy he is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Thunderhoof pulls a rumble here. Hmm. Oh, yeah. But you mean he just caused an earthquake, just makes like a giant fissure to appear in the earth? Hmm. Yeah, it, it is and, a and the rather oh. huge crack in the earth down to the earth's core. Yeah, hopefully there's not too much other nuclear waste around here or yes. uh, things are going to get fine. real bad. It's mm. fine. It's fine. And, of course, everyone's mad at Grimlock because he was not able to really fight effectively. So instead, they just use their the Decepticon's Geiger counter to track him down. Hmm. And Grimlock says, I don't see any Geigers. Yes, <laughs> yes there, there are no HR Geigers nearby. Meanwhile, back at the cave, hey, remember that uh, that weird uh, conspiracy theory hermit from <gasps> the... Uh, from, uh, from the My favorite. Yeah. Yes, from the, uh, the this season's <laughs> premiere. My uh, favorite weird random NPC. W- weirdest character I did not expect to see again, but I guess they had the you, character model and thought of a gag. Yes, you will of course remember that he is uh, Canadian voice actor Trevor Duvall. Uh, mm-hmm. Previously the voice of Alpha Q. <gasps> what? Oh, yeah. Our planet's Actually, kicker. that's a very appropriate sound for <laughs> Alpha Q. What? <laughs> and he was also Scourge on Cybertron, the big uh, dragon guy. Oh, nice, nice. But yeah, he's voicing. The, he's he's relocated to the U.S., so he's voicing this hermit. Okay. And apparently, there there have been talks in the uh, in the 
conspiracy community about this cave system. He thinks that it is some secret government lab that's creating the robots that are going to replace humanity. Sure. I love him. He's so great. I love his tinfoil hat. <laughs> also wearing like a stained undershirt. Yeah. Yes. And cargo shorts. It's not just a regular stin- tinfoil hat. It's a tinfoil hat sort of wizard cap. Yes. Pointy yes. at the end. So good. It's so good. So of course he finds Fix and the Fix just kind of freaks out. Mm. So we cut back to uh, the Autobots. They're going into Crown City, and uh, the Decepticons. They get they're... very fancy transformations at the end of uh, the previous sequence. Yes, we we needed to fill some space in this episode. Mm. Just we had a like fifteen seconds. Oh my goodness, Benjamin, are you okay? You weirdo. You just half fell. All right, so so Quillfire, you know his, his his dogs are killing him. His dogs are barking because for hauling this nuclear waste around, which I guess is very atomically heavy. Well, <laughs> yes, it should be. So they've got to take a break, and so they pull into randomly a, a warehouse full of pool supplies. Sure, pool cleaning supplies. You know, yeah, like is a thing. I mean, I. Is it automated, though? I guess it is automated. Well, I mean, or I guess just maybe nobody is in need of pool cleaning supplies today. (laughs) Quillfire tries to convince someone else to maybe consider hauling the trailer for a bit, and Thunderhoof declares, I ain't no commercial hauling vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) They are not good at teamwork. So, 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 Quill, so the Autobots track them there. Quill and you know they they mock their attempts at teamwork. Quillfire shoots shoots those quills at them, but then they deflect it into the shelves and these extremely rickety ass shelves full of yeah. giant tanks well, of hydrochloric acid. I mean, storing hydrochloric acid on the top shelves is a bad idea, but I've seen yes, shelving that tall and rickety and weird and. Full of dangerous chemicals. Or cheese wheels. Mmm, <laughs> cheese wheels. And they're all, oh, it, it, look out, it's hydrochloric acid. It's, uh, humans use it to clean their pools. So I, I have to assume that the genesis of this episode was like somebody coming in to clean Len Fine's pool, and he was all, oh, hydrochloric acid, huh? Maybe <laughs> yeah, I can use that. Yeah, I suppose I can see that. It It is sort of a weird stretch, but sure. Hydrochloric acid. It's dangerous. Get that around some nuclear waste and you're all set to have problems. Yes, because of course it spills and of course it is glowing in green and it is inching towards this uh, (laughs) nuclear waste, which will of course be bad. That would be bad, especially since they are in Crown City at this point. So yeah, not good. So so Sideswipe grabs it, but then he burns his feet on the acid, he knocks it to the other shelves and he has to pull like a Toby Maguire in that first Spider-Man movie catching these extra <laughs> oh, barrels yeah. of uh, hydrochloric acid. Oh, apparently hydrochloric acid is clear? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's definitely clear. Maybe Very... this is just like how with natural gas, it's actually odorless, so they add something so you can smell it. So maybe Possibly. they added something to this so that you would know that it was dangerous and not to... Yeah. 
for instance, drink a, de- a delicious glass of it. <laughs> or, you know, if you're in like a factory and there's like a big vat of it, you should know, oh, okay, I probably should not knock this random fleeing chem- uh, criminal into there because you'll get yeah. like acid powers. Yeah. Mm. You, you want to avoid doing that. That's how you end up with acid powers in your villains. So the, there's a fight. Uh, Grimlock is, again, trying not to have fun. He's trying. He's trying so hard. He's working. It's not fun. It's work. <laughs> and then he enjoys a bu- punching so much. A tail swipe. He really wants to do a tail swipe. <laughs> yes. But that's it's too much fun. It's the most fun thing, so... It is. Then a bunch of more casters crash down, which I guess, I assume this is chlorine because it creates like a green gas. Yeah, probably. Yep, it's big old green oozy fog, which again, I don't know, maybe that was just an additive to make it obvious that this is bad. Mm. And this allows the Decepticons to escape, thankfully without their nuclear waste. So, so now yeah, this, there's just this canister of there's just this barrel of nuclear waste sitting around this pool cleaning supply facility. So and, that's great. And when they get out of the warehouse, there's just massive clouds of green emanating from every window in the building. Oh yeah, everybody, everybody in, in like the like a mile, two mile radius is is now dead. Yeah, yeah it, it is now this this warehouse is now a super fun site. Oh yeah. Yes. Evacuate. Meanwhile, back at the cave, uh, Danny Russell have now donned gas masks, and they're no, 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 no. We're just we're just mining here, and uh, this is the Fixatron Five Thousand. Beep boop. He does. He makes some great little beep boop noises because he's the best. (laughs) And he's like, "What were you looking for then?" Dinosaur fossils, and then this guy's all ah, consarnet. That's boring. I want to be this guy someday. He's great, and also he's also demanding that they don't harvest his brain patterns for a uh, robot overlord artificial intelligence modeling. Which you know, same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, madness. And so, you know, he he's taken off and the, the auto just as the Autobots again there, he's all ah, if you're looking for, you know, robots in there, it's you're you're wasting your time. It's just dinosaur fossils. Oh, I hope hope the hope the other guys on uh, like coast to coast AM don't hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing fun in there. Also I love the little UFO decals on his camper van. Yes. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Said, oh, there's nothing in there but dinosaur fossils. And then, of course, the dinosaur fossils Grimlock has to charge in. <laughs> yes. He's excited. He loves dinosaur fossils. But Grimlock, you are the fossil. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, this was, uh, this was this was a pretty silly one, but I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm, I'm liking that the pack just all kinds of hate, all kind of, all sort of hate each other. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have that good kind of anti-chemistry. Uh, but it's it's another episode that just sort of fills kind of fillery. Uh, but I like that we had just a little guy at the beginning. I always love <laughs> little guys showing up. Just a little guy. And we are getting some plot development here. We now know that the 
the mystery, whatever mysterious thing is happening on Cybertron, and also Soundwave are both connected to the pack. Yeah, well, connected now. Which presumably means they actually, they were liberated by other Decepticons on Cybertron who have political sway? What the hell's going on? I... It's going to be weird when we figure we it out. We are going to find out. I guess you guys have not seen the end of the season, so no. I'm the only one who knows what happens. Yeah, well, I know some characters that show up, only because of toys, but that just raises further questions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it was neat in this episode. That I think maybe it's happened in a couple of the other recent episodes, like where, where the two dads, Thunderhoof and Steeljaw, are arguing, and Quillfire has to step in as a mediator, and he's an extru- revolutionary extremist. And yet somehow he's the same one between those two. Yes, don't don't you know that the only true enemy is the bourgeoisie? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Bourgeois bots. So yeah, I uh, so that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes, this week on one, two, three, four, five, five man can packed humans. (gasps) Oh no. The, now that, that Chevy is captain because Gorilla has been demoted to latrine duty, Ooh. and we see the bathroom on their spaceship and he's cleaning urinals. <laughs> he's been demeaned. But but it also means that now uh, there's dinner music from, from an orchestra, well, a five man orchestra, which is not a, qu- a quintet in their bar. Did I say five-man? A five-man orchestra? Oh, it is a five-man orchestra. Well, because it's the... His Ginga men were the anti-rangers with just goofy monster masks. Anyway, uh, the monster of the week is... A land shark. Ooh. Candy Graham. Candy Graham, indeed. It Candy is Graham. a combination between a shark and, I think, an antlion monster. But mo- except for like the chest, one arm and one leg, it's all shark, oh. and it swims under the grass, <laughs> under the ground, much like uh, the street sharks. Yes, very much like the street sharks. the The effect is very cheap but effective of just this fin just gliding through the grass and the ground, and 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 he he's out there um, attacking tennis courts and things and sucking people down. As an antlion would, and spitting up a can full of person. Oh dear! Yeah. As we see when some rangers surprise get sucked in and, and canned, like it's a person inside a giant can set. But but they're they're not smushed into this, and it's not like a tuna can. It's like paint can sized. Because it's kind of tall, but but he's sucking down people. Although it, it turns out throughout the episode, like except for a couple of the rangers, he's only stuffing women in there. Because I guess he's after sexy legs. Because he's a pervert. Yeah, I don't know. Because he he grabs people's legs and sucks them down. That's not great. Spits out a can. No, it's not great. When 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 they hit me, it's like oh, that's what he's doing. And then they in the episode they point out, oh yeah, he's just going after women. Oh no. Oh, oh dear. no. Yeah. Anyway, throughout the process, uh, first he cans pink, and and like everyone else's can is like silver with a little logo painted on of a shark with with like an antlion claw where the tail would be. It, it pinks. It's a pink can with this little logo on it, and and all, all because like 
uh, Chevy wants to show the rest of the bad guys, like, the world's greatest food, which is people. People in a can. <laughs> Uh, the most dangerous meal. At one point, oh, I, I forget what the the song is called, but have you ever seen like those can can dancing commercials, or was that just an East Coast New York local thing? I oh, think no. that's a is New that, York thing. Okay, is that also a thing with him with legs? And this is Possibly. too many layers of pun. I don't care for it. Yeah, it's, it's like oh, what is it called? The can can. I guess maybe the song is just called can can. Maybe I don't. Anyway, it's, it's classical music, and it's like, oh, that song was familiar. And I think they use a different one later, and that happens every little. Anyway, um, but turns out that the mushroom Godzilla monster wants to eat pink out of a can. Oh dear! And Chevy's like, yeah, sure, you can for have. Creepy you don't reasons. Because he's yes, he is super creepy. Because he's a. Weird, I don't care for this. Wide mushroom monster. Uh, and, and like it's women in there and, and after pink uh, he gets blue and then black so it's just down to yellow and red and yellow's like oh wait this guy except for the rangers he's only going after women oh crap I'm going to be bait well, she, <laughs> oh no I'm women <laughs> yeah she volunteers herself to be bait because they come up with a, with a plan of how to get the monster the etchy land shark candygram to chase after her and lure her to like b- the quarry because there's a crane there, she jumps up on the crane, which has a hook, and then the monster jumps up after her, she lets go, and the monster hooks itself, and is just hanging there dangling because it's a shark on a hook. Oh. And, and then they shoot him, and somehow, they don't actually defeat him, just the two of them, but in the process of shooting him, like, the cans uncan themselves, and people pop out, and the other rangers start attacking, because they were a buffet. Well, it's like they had to ferment people in a can for three days before they could become the best meal in the universe. Weird. So they had to wait. This is all, I don't know, very high concept. Yes. It, anyway, uh, they defeat the monster. It grows big. And uh, Chevy also summons his big black Stay Puff marshmallow robot. And the two of them are fighting, but the land shark doesn't last long, gets defeated. Then Chevy runs away and. R.I.P. Landshark. No more candy grams. Alas. R.I.P. <laughs> it's a basic episode, but I just love that there was a land shark. <laughs> and, and, like, the sub's a couple... Well, because it has a combination name of uh, Same, Shark, and whatever the other thing was. Ant Lion, whatever that was called. But, like, the subs at first call it, like, Chevy, oh, I have a land shark for this. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, he is very much a land shark. There you go. It's a land shark. Yes. All right. So that uh, that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more robots in disguise. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Mastodon, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you get our very fun uh, special episodes that we do every month. Uh, for the month of August, uh, we had lots and lots of feelings about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, for September, uh, Rob is taking control of the shared birthday month this year. 
so that means we are watching some Man of the Spider variety. That's correct. Ooh, a radioactive Spider-Man? Uh, actually, it might have been genetically modified as Spider-Man because we are going back to the early aughts. Oh, oh man. Is there any singing? Because I've come to expect singing from things with Neil Patrick Harris in them. There is zero singing. So they have Neil Patrick Harris and Lisa Loeb, and there's no singing. That's correct. Even the theme song doesn't have lyrics. Wow. What? Wow, that's rough, man. That's rough. (laughs) But it is on Disney Plus for the watching, so we are going to watch it. Indeed. So, uh, and of course, next time we will be back with more robots in disguise, and we'll be uh, we'll be pondering some prisoner principles. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a better title. Yeah. So, so until I mean, it then, will be if there's any prisoners, there are indeed prisoners. <laughs> okay, good. So, until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I'm David. 